Okay, so in Hilchus Shabbos, last time we learned um, the dinim of preparing oneself for Shabbos, whether it's washing, or the mikveh, cutting one's hair, cutting one's nails. There's another simon, there's another place in Shulchan Aruch, also where it talks about Shabbos preparation, and that is how one prepares one's house for Shabbos. Um, so this is something which is actually brought within a Gemara, and that is that the Gemara's lashon is the person should be the Sadr Shulchanah, a person should prepare their table. They should, uh, the Gemara says Yetzir Mitzah Hamitzos, which means they should spread out the beds and uh, they should clean the house. So everything should be ready before Shabbos. Now the beds they're talking about was like Mufashim explained to us was when they used to lean on some kind of a couch um, at, when they used to eat. So then, so then the they had beds or couches to lean on. So there we have chairs. So then the, the comparator would be to set out the chairs, which means that the, the, the Shabbos should look ready uh, before Shabbos comes in. Once again, um, some people prioritize of everything else for Shabbos, and then they think that you know, there's nothing awesome on Shabbos about setting the table, and therefore they leave setting the table until after taking the Shabbos, and then the Halakha tells us not the right thing to do. Really, a person should ideally have the table ready beforehand. Uh, so that it already looks like a person is ready to be Matabu Shabbos. And even before Shabbos comes in, um, at least it should be Matukan and Masuda before the man comes out from Shul, like we're going to see in a moment the famous Chazal that talks about that. And uh, that's particularly important in those people who in the summer are knowing to make early Shabbos. Because then there isn't a deadline when everyone has to take in Shabbos at the same time. So what happens sometimes is the man goes to Shul early, to Bavin and the lady's still busy getting ready for Shabbos. And we've had people told me that it's happened that the man's come home from Shul and the lady's just about to light candles, but definitely things aren't ready for Shabbos. The guy's like, that, you shouldn't come back so quickly. There's a special Indian that when the man comes back from Shul, that the Shabbos is already ready. And you know, it's famous Gemara. The Gemara says, the Shnei Malachim are Malavim, a person, on the Shabbos when he comes home from Shul, a person returns from Shul. Accompanied by two malachim. And if when he comes home, the, the shulchan is, is, is set and the mitas are mitas, the cash is already, and the candles are lit. So then, it's, uh, so to speak, then a person has prepared for Shabbos, and like we know the good malach says, he writes and it should be like this in the future as well. And remember, because of that, the, there's a special Indian that not that a person comes home for sure and then starts preparing for Shabbos and then sets the table and then prepares everything. That's uh, that's exactly what the Malach Ra is looking at. Is rather that the dinner should be prepared in advance, so that that way when a person comes on, Shabbos is already ready. And like I said, the Ikadin is the atom that when Shabbos comes in, it should already be like that. But at least it should be when a person returns from Shul that it should be a situation where everything is already prepared for Shabbos. Is that only by Friday night? Oh, so, that's a good question. Now, so obviously the Gemara, which is talking about the two Malach Rashaas, are talking about Anil Shabbos. It's uh, clear in the Gemara that it's a dafka on Friday night that a person, uh, so to speak, is accompanied by Malachim and that they're coming to check if he's prepared for Shabbos or not. But uh, the fact that the Shulchan should be prepared, um, so firstly, the Ramah brings that uh, the table should be Aruch, the whole Shabbos. Uh, and he says again, like when the Ramah wants to emphasize something, in the Shabbos. So, what does it mean the table has to be prepared the whole Shabbos? Uh, which he says is something a person has to be careful to do. I mean, people use the table, so how is it going to be prepared the whole Shabbos? So there's two different uh, explanations in the later Rechonim, exactly what the Ramah is referring to. For those who say what the Ramah means, 
is that as soon as I'm finished the meal, I set it for the next one. And so the table is set the whole show. It's either it's before the meal or during the meal. And then straight away afterwards, I said, for the next meal. So that at every stage of Shabbos, so to speak, the table is ready for people to eat at whenever they're next going to eat. And therefore, there are those people who know that after they uh, finish the, the Surah and the Shabbos, then they clean the table and they set it for Shabbos day. Now, obviously, a person's be careful by because separating knives from forks or uh, one thing from the other in order to set the table would be a shadow of butter. And therefore, if a person wants to uh, keep that minag of Preparing the table immediately for the next meal will have to be in a way where they learn to avoid better in how they do it. Which means either they have more cutlery which isn't mixed up, or they have a way of uh, putting it out which isn't going to cause a mixture, and we made it to be what to do. That's the one explanation. What about after Sudashlishis? After Sudashlishis, no. After Sudashlishis, it's already the end of Shabbos, isn't it? Or it's like a long day. Right, so is it immediate to set the table again? So, of course, it's not, because the idea is that the table is everything's ready for the next meal. And after searches, there isn't another meal. So there wouldn't be a chayr at the table again. The other opinion, and uh, that I think everybody keeps it, the second opinion, and that is the table should remain covered. Should remain covered. Which means I don't take off the tablecloth. And uh, so that at least the table is aruch in the sense that it's the first step is here. The tablecloth is already laid. And because this, there's an Indian which is brought in the price scheme that a person shouldn't uh, remove the tablecloth from the table the whole of Shabbos. And it's even brought that today it's much easier to do that because of the disposable plastics. But it's brought that if a person wants to remove the top tablecloth for whatever reason, they should set the table which wash up to two layers so that he never uncovers the table. Um, uh, today, if a person does uh, put some plastic over the table, so it's easy to see because you just take off the top there and the, and the, and the, the cover underneath is still there. The idea that there should be a uh, and something which is covering the table of Shabbos that's already brought from the Marshal or the Eli Achronim, and that I think is something people do keep to keep the tables covered. What's not so well known, the Mishnah Brewer brings, is that it doesn't just refer to the table that a person is eating at. If there are other tables in the house, they should be covered as well. Now, it does mean counters or surfaces, it's very difficult to cover, but there are other tables, so then it's brought that a person should cover the t- all the tables uh, for Shabbos. Why? It's part of cover shops. With, uh, coffee table, kitchen table. So, if people have the kitchen table, then yes. Um, that's one of the reasons why, even in the best cases, which tables which aren't necessarily meant to be eaten at, it's supposed to be davened from, there's a table. That's why the, the shuls have a minute also to cover the tables for Shabbos as part of cover Shabbos, not just, in the, not just a part of the Suda. The tables in the shul aren't the same tables a person's going to eat at, but it's a table which is used on Shabbos. So the Indian to cover the table as well. So when the Ramah says there's an Indian that the Shulchan should be Aruch, it either means the first chapter we said that the Shulchan should be set, or at least it should be that the Shulchan should be covered. Uh, now, that remains the whole Shabbos until. So here we have three different opinions at what stage a person should, can take the tablecloth off the table um, after Shabbos. For those who say after Abdullah, the person should leave the tablecloth on the table until Abdullah. For those who say after Shabbos, when Shabbos is finished, I don't have the Chiyav anymore. But uh, what's actually matched in the Shulchan Aruch is until after another Malka. What's uh, when the Shulchan Aruch is lashed by another Malka is Yisada Shulchan and Matzah Shabbos. The person should have set the table. Same lashed that it should be Masuda, should be set. And Matzah Shabbos, even if he's not going to eat very much because he's not hungry, but nevertheless the table should be set. And therefore, there is no to keep the table set until after another Malka. Could you the opposite? That sounds like you have to reset the table. So the Mishnah Berurah there says that if a person set it off, you have to set it again. 
so that would be, wouldn't be the case. The temple wouldn't be um, set anymore. So then the Navaki is fashion enough as a reason to to reset it. Okay. Does that mean that a person has to put food on the table up front? Um, the mashmas is not necessarily the food on the table. We saw we said before that in certain shulchanos we must do the shabbos. Some sort of means the table set, the place is alive. Does mean that a person has to put up food merosh? Um, not dafka. You see from times of the Gemara, they used to bring the food on tables after people sat down to eat. So so that dafka there has to be all the food on the table up front. At least the table has to be set. That's the Siddur Shulchan. I used to think that it was better not to bring out food because it says today, lay say Suda Sodiakh on Shabbat, and the Maya will come after. Yeah, there's some people that are in that Maya also. And uh, even for sure, in the times of the Gemara, they used to do that because, like we said, Ayesha Taka Kamehim is they used to bring the, the food table uh, in front of him afterwards. So, how do they do it? The dinner of the Gemara is you have to start the Shulchan Mirosh, and the dinner of the Gemara is you used to bring the table afterwards. And it's, it's the same idea that there was a table which was set. And they used to bring a like wherever it was the food they brought on it to the table, um, and that they can do that as well. There are people like Chachira who do that. And that is that uh, it's definitely the chalas, which is considered uh, when a person is going to make a bracha on. They only bring it to the table afterwards, or else that you know, not bring the table on Shabbos after Kiddush. After Kiddush. Yes. There's a day that the Kaddish, no, that's for us the reason. There's a day which is brought to the Kaddish the table. Before Kiddish is already covered in, so shouldn't be embarrassed. And there's another day that it's also dinner. They bring the food afterwards. So there's different minhagim in that. What I'm trying to bring out now is that the dinner of the Kaddish. never in a home that the Kaddish weren't out on purpose. No? Yes, Bring it out after. No, not, not that, yeah, not that I forgot. They're, they're different minhagim. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what I'm saying is that uh, the best not considered the shulchan is not misudah. The shulchan being misudah is at the table set. The table set and everything's ready to start. Not, not after that, the food has to be out from a rush. Now, the people who know to do this already from chatzais, I think you will know to do it from Saturday night. It's just a, it's an element of an extra heater. The ekadena we saw is that when a person comes home, it should be there. And ideally, even beforehand, when a person, when a lady brings in Shabbos, it should be in the case where it's already, uh, the table's already in Misoda. Okay. That's also the Nusach of the Tefillah. That, that uh, the person should have the, when the Malachim come into a person's home, so then also they, when after, when they come home with the Misoda, they should see that everything's already prepared. The Shulchan, the, the Mitzvah, whatever it is. Now, if we say the Mitzvah are talking about well, when they used to eat on some kind of a couch, but the Mishabura brings, nevertheless, the Mitha person is going to sleep on in the bedroom. She wasn't even so that's part of Shabbos too. And therefore, if it means making the beds, even if they aren't in the main room, but that's part of being Masada, the, the Mitha is that's also included in what a person has to do to keep for Shabbos. And for that, the Mishabura extends it to cleaning the house altogether. He says the person should sweep the floor before Shabbos, and the person should remove the spider webs, and the person should make sure things are clean. It's, it's, even though the Gemara focuses particularly on the table and the candles, but he extends it to be a general thing. That uh, that preparing for Shabbos means preparing that the whole house is presentable uh, and clean for Shabbos also. Is there an end to remove the spider webs in a shul or something? The chayyim has part cleaning the place, then we should do it in the shul too. And that's uh, that's uh, another point. There's also another there's also another point, and that is mukta. To move items which are mukta, this is just stop mixing. And therefore, things which are lying around, which normally 
would be mukhsa and might, might carry them or use them or touch them, whatever the case is. So it's also good that to, to, before Shabbos, take everything which is mukhsa out the way, which isn't going to be a problem in Shabbos. And that was brought, and this is brought from the price scheme, which is brought from Mishra too. And that is, that din of, the, of being with Siddha shouldn't just be for Shabbos, should be for Shabbos morning as well. And that's what's interesting, Mishra brings us, and that is that a person should leave the fork clean after the Friday night Siddha, so that it should be clean for the Shabbos day Siddha also. Now, the Mishra time is much more difficult because you're talking about sand floors, you can't sleep on Shabbos. When it's smooth for us, it's going to be a Today, when we have uh, floors which aren't sand floors, so that's mother to sweep the floor, so then it will be part of the Pahachana for Shabbos day. And then there's a special when we have kids at the meal to sweep the floor after the Siddha of Shabbos day. The, the, the house looks again the Siddha for Shabbos day. Okay, so that's the question of what's going to put water on a spill that is something sticky spill. So some of them are asking that if the whole, you can't wash the whole floor, but there's a certain area which is which something spilled and something sticky, something dirty, and that particular area, the person can put on water and clean it up. Obviously, as long as it's not going to come to Shrita. So this was a shvata to dry, not a towel, not a, not a towel that you might squeeze. No, something that will squeeze, and you can't wrap it with something which is going to just cause squeezing. Just rub it with your hand, and, yeah. then and dry up the water. What about the wipes that aren't like baby wipes that aren't saturated? Just like the cleaning wipes where it doesn't... If it's not saturated, then it's okay, as long as you're not going to squeeze water out of it. But Rav said not the whole floor. What's the doctor that the whole floor? There's a question. It's worth it to wash the whole floor in Shabbos. Uh, but uh, even there is a problem with that. So, but I'm sure it's not fast, but a certain area which is dirty, I want to wash specifically that area, then I'm allowed to do it. But the whole floor? Is a, is a big question. If it's worth it to sponge the floor in Shabbos. Not sponge. Oh. So like, like a wipe. Okay. Is... No, if I'm using wipes, it's okay. To wash it for water, is, it could be a shadow. But like I said, that's only if it's a whole floor. Okay, so that's the first thing of preparing one's house for Shabbos. And then we have a chance then to talk about what's the significance of these malachim coming back. If the idea is to see that the house is ready for Shabbos, okay, the Shabbos can see that too. Why is it to send malachim? And why is it to send a bad malach? It's like a 50-50, so we have to have one of each just in case. Like, well, what's the idea of the two malachim? What are they coming for exactly? Um, and, okay, so then we'll, at the end we'll talk about that a little bit at this time. There's two more denim of Preparing for Shabbos, besides for preparing the house, the one is preparing one's clothing. Preparing one's clothing for Shabbos, we already spoke about it a little bit last week, but the Shulchan talks about it in more than one place, and he talks about changing clothing for Shabbos, if he has clothing to change to. If not, just to wash his existing clothing, they should be clean for Shabbos, and if he has clothing to change, like we saw last time, there's an Indian to be Mechavid Shabbos with uh, different clothing as well. Now, what clothing does a person have to change? So, the Mashmals of, of the early post-game was that people used to change their outer clothing. People used to change their outer clothing, and therefore the one talks about the person who normally has an outer garment which he wears lower down, he pulls it higher up, whatever it is that was that they used to change. Um, similarly, the Ramah, in Hilchus Tishabah, he talks about changing one's shirt. He talks about people used to change their shirt for Shabbos, and that just means changing it to a new one, it means the person has a special Shabbos shirt. So just like a person has a special Shabbos suit, or like this is a main clothing person, somebody is an idiot to have a special shirt for Shabbos that's brought there as well. What about other clothing? In other words, clothing which uh, is not necessarily uh, clothing a person displays, but they have to have special stocks for Shabbos, for example. Is an Indian in changing everything for Shabbos, or is an Indian dafka in the clothing which are the chashir clothing that would, a person would, would want to wear? So, uh, so like this. We have three different days in 
in Achronim, Mishachonach has said in detail, he just says a person with special clothing for Shabbos, he should change, change into uh, his Shabbos clothing. Uh, now, but what about, uh, what, how far does that go? So, the going, the going for instance, is the first day, and that is that he used to change all his clothing for Shabbos, without exception, including the different undershirts for Shabbos, the different socks for Shabbos. It is special undershirt for Shabbos? Yeah, everything special for Shabbos, different for Shabbos. The Chaznish took it even a stage further, he had a different yarmulke for Shabbos. Most people have a different hat maybe for Shabbos, but they changed his yarmulke also. Uh, you see that there were people in the market as well. The Mashmoz was that he had different clothing for Shabbos. Different clothing for Shabbos. And the same I would thing, think that Yamaka is less than the undershirt. Okay. Because nobody sees your undershirt. Yamaka, if you have a brown, you know, threadbare Yamaka for during the week and you put on a nice, okay. standard couple for Shabbos. Good. The mile in the undershirt is that it's fresh, not that it's not that it's different, and nobody sees it. It's not like right, it's a certain thing in Shabbos class. Somebody to change one shoes. Okay. 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 Classes? Uh, no, we're not talking in a minute. It's also brought from the Shachon and Harav, a version of a different belt. It's like a Shabbos belt. And so it's brought down in this is Malacha, version of a different pair of tzitzis. Now, that, that makes a big from halachically. Because the person's from a new pair of tzitzis, then he doesn't need a new bracha. Because it's not the beggar they made a bracha in the morning, it's a different mitzvah, so maybe he needs a new bracha. And because of that, the person says, Friday morning, when a person makes a bracha in his tithes, he should have in mind, so we might see. The tzitzit is going to change into before Shabbos too. And if he doesn't, he has to make a bracha. Because yes, it's a new bracha. It's a new bracha. It's a shower. It's a different tzitzit. It could be a new bracha because it's a different bracha. Just keep it in mind. Don't make the bracha in the bathroom. It's a mitzvah tzitzit. It's a mitzvah tzitzit. It's a mitzvah tzitzit. That's right. Now even though that's brought down by the... We've gone through the various chumras which are brought down from the various sacronim. The Indian dinner, they also argue with that. The Indian dinner, they say that the, uh, the Pagodian person has to change, or the Pagodian which are seen outside, whereas, like we said, socks or undershirts, those persons can be done agree with the God, and now that the question saw before, and they hold that person is not more free to change that. Okay, the different dinner, there's, there's a, maybe a Khumra in doing that, it's not in the Chayyim. See, the Hasidim who wear their socks in display, that I can understand, nice white socks for, for Shabbos. Like they wear, they wear black, black socks during the week. I'm saying, they, but you see them because they, they wear knickers. Yeah. Right. Okay, so that's the, that's the days. Uh, glasses, uh, it's more, it depends on the different glasses for Shabbos. I used to have uh, it's not a Chayyim. You know, something which is worn as a beggar is one thing. Something which the person wears for themselves, it's like Terech HaGuf. We don't find that, that. Uh, we don't find that also together of the Shabbos. And a watch, people have Shabbos watches. Yeah, uh, same thing, I know that's a Mechai. Uh, uh, <laughs> why not? But is an Indian that person should Dafka do that? No, not Dafka. <laughs> now, um... Glasses. Um... Okay. Now, what happens to children? Because one thing for... Shabbos children? <laughs> 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 
And I meant to say what? Well, because the first thing you have to buy a whole new wardrobe for each of the children for Shabbos too. Because for adults, it's like you've changed Shabbos clothes, okay, but you're the same size, so you can keep your Shabbos uh, shoes for you know, a few months at least. But for children, who every three months you have to replace their clothing. So does that mean each time I have to buy everything new for Shabbos also? In other words, what's the gather of keep their Shabbos for children? Um, so, that's um, the din that a person should Shabbos clothing for their children. Is, is the din as well, and it's part of Tzarek Shabbos. So we have to imagine to the chumras of the Acharyim, we have to buy every single item new for them for Shabbos. Maybe not. We like, always buy chinuch. We don't have to be imagined every day. But the fact that they have to have different clothing for Shabbos, that they do have to have. And if it means that, it means an extra expense for the Acharyim. We spoke about this before. Are clothing considered part of Tzarek Shabbos or not? We saw it two days about it. But uh, definitely a person can hold that when a person spends on Shabbos clothing, is also considered part of its Shabbos. Okay. Just so these are the clothing, but not the shoes. Is there any difference between clothing and shoes? What do you mean? Yeah. What do you mean? You say, my wife buys in different Shabbos clothing, but not Shabbos shoes. Shabbos shoes. Can you read the Ikebegad? The Ikebegad, 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 the Sorry? When does one have to take off on Shabbos clothes? Have to take off. Have to. In other words, what's it to become not Shabbos clothes anymore? So there were those people who, Chazanesh uh, again, in the stipend and others, they followed that Mahalach, the Makwit straight off Tabdad. The Makwit to go exchange right off Tabdad. What about the middle of the Malka? Oh, so you see it? They used to, right off Tabdad, they used to go and change. Out of the Shabbos class because these are Shabbos class. That's not Shabbos anymore. What about the Mulat Good question. They were not doing that. They are posting the same authority. The person should keep Shabbos class until after Mulat Malka. But Chazish uh, wasn't not doing that. He was, he was Makhmit Fakert. That he wasn't going to wear Shabbos because the rule one wasn't Shabbos. It's special for Shabbos. As soon as he took out Shabbos, he changed his clothes. With those who say, no, the Mulat Malka is part of Shabbos, like we saw before. And therefore, a person shouldn't change until after Mulat Malka. And then the third day, which is, I think, the most common accepted day, is the person can carry on wearing Shabbos clothes until they go to bed. You aren't going to change and wash your Shabbos into something else. And once the person is already wearing a Shabbos clothes, you continue wearing a Shabbos clothes just the next morning, you should put them on again. Now, some people wear their, their Shabbos shirt on Sunday also, another extra day. Yes, I've heard that they also. They used to call it... Uh, yeah, I heard they used to call it uh, Shabbos Shanish Logalis. On Sunday, you have to wear your Shabbos shirt. But, it, but it's, uh, it's wrong. It's wrong. It's a name for Shabbos. And, uh, Does that mean you also shouldn't wear it to a wedding and you also shouldn't wear it to uh, oh. the same? Does that mean you also so shouldn't what? use it for other uh, What about a Surah's Surah Mitzvah? Can you wear Shabbos clothing for that? And there was a question on going on the Shiddah, which isn't even a Surah Mitzvah, that's just done. Are you allowed to wear Shabbos clothes? So, that people do. I found once in a, a fantastic Makar for that. Um, that for a shidduch, a person is allowed to wear the Shabbos class. And that is the Um What says when Nami told Rus to go into the barn, to the granary, in Boaz was, it says, Verachatz, the Sach, the Sam Simlosaich. You should wash and change upon your clothing. And that, for me, says, the Sam Simlosaich, Elul Simlosaich, Elul Bigdei Shabbos. That to go meet Boaz, put on your Shabbos class. So you see, uh, Makar from Chazal already, that uh, for a shidduch, you can put on Shabbos class. The problem is to wear them stand during the week is considered a zilzal. Um, like I said, so the, the third day is until the person goes to bed. When they're going to change, they can change out of the shower. They don't have to change specially. 
I think that's the most of the item is like that uh, change specially on the Shabbos because it's not on the Shabbos. Where this is more interesting is during the nine days because during the nine days there isn't really a heter to wear Shabbos less. We we make it because we don't want to make a Venus in Shabbos, so we change for Shabbos. But now it's Matzah Shabbos and uh, before the Shabbat, there's a person has to the person carry carry on wearing a Shabbos clothes Matzah Shabbos, so the person has to change straight away. So here also the poskim matir and they say that once the person's already dressed. He's not mechuyev to change straight away, um, you can, and you can continue wearing the clothing until he goes to bed. It's just the Indian that not to not to put on Shabbos clothes during the nine days. But once they're already on, he's not mechuyev to take him off the sooner Shabbos finishes. Is that the Indian of the nine days but not to wear clean clothing? And by Monday Shabbos, your clothing has been worn. Uh, also clean clothing, that's true, hundred percent. But also Shabbos clothes, mm-hmm. yeah, right? Now. I remember I used to say that as you, whatever, whatever. I should say that, that, that when a person can continue wearing what they're wearing, but they can't put on Shabbos uh, clothes, you can take it to the extreme. Then you're not going to be. Once you take it off, you can't put it back on again. So eventually, you took off your thing for. Okay, okay, Oh, so, so the Rabbi mentioned if somebody's going to a shirach, they can wear the Shabbos clothes. What if somebody's going to a sunkhah wedding? Also. Also. Right. So, you know, the, the idea is not to wear them stamp. That's the, the nicer clothing a person has, and there's a reason to. When it's clothing, it's not also to wear it's not Shabbos. Okay. Okay, so that's the second then of clothing. Um, now, the third then is, there's an Indian that is brought that a person should be waiting for Shabbos. This is a hard thing to do. People because you are already in time for Shabbos. But uh, it's brought that a person should be ready and waiting for Shabbos to come in. Uh, clearly that's the way that a, that a person would wait for an important guest there if he's already prepared. And, and and like be ready in advance to, to wait for Shabbos. Uh, like we said, it's Mikra then it's a good thing to do. Halavai uh, people will be ready on time for Shabbos, they'll be able to have the extra time to wait for Shabbos. Um, but uh, that's brought also that there was an Indian to be prepared Mirosh. Now, how do you take in Shabbos? So Mikra then, Shabbos comes in by when it gets when the is There's a mitzvah that a person has to be Moses Bechalakodesh, which means to accept Shabbos before Shabbos comes in on its own. So I have it on his before Shkia to be Makabal himself for Kodesh Shabbos, and that, that takes in Shabbos. There is always Matakan, um, the whole idea of Kabbalah Shabbos, and there is all that meant actually going into the field and, go, and to, to greet Shabbos, so to speak. He used to go to the outskirts of the city, it's fast, it face the sunset. And it be makabal the Shabbos. It's all Shabbos. When the Shabbos when the sun was setting, that would be the time to take in Shabbos. And that's literally the words of the Gemara. Boy of say, we should go out in the makabal the Shabbos. And besides, for the negative part of it, there is also a lot of reasons why Dafka should go outside to the makabal Shabbos, not, not be inside. And there were, even when the min argument of the Rizal became widespread in Kaisal, the whole idea of Kabbalah the Shabbos is the Chiddush of the Rizal. Didn't have Kabbalah Shabbos before that. Years ago? No, even the Shulchan Aruch was living at a time of major change in Klai Yisrael, and he writes that people have a couple of Shabbos and they say Baruch And then later on he added, he said, now the Minang has become to say, Mizmah Shaliyam Shabbos, so actually we took in Shabbos before that, when he said Mizmah Shib. And the Shulchan himself like, updates himself, Ho'idna. And now things have changed, and now we take in Shabbos, we say Kabbalah Shabbos, or Mizmah Shaliyam Shabbos. That was the Chiddush of Dariza. It was also that one of his Talmudim. Yeah, I don't think hardly anybody before Shkia. Before Shkia. Yes, I'm going to talk about it. It's a big problem. Mm-hmm. You know, in the summertime, 
in the summertime, yes, if people get yeah, but, but normally people start mincha just before shkia, and by the time they finish mincha, it's already touching after shkia. And, and then, then hold on a second. Arizal was Ashkenazi, and he was in Eretz Yisrael. It was 300 years ago. How did this mincha get approximately? Arizal 500 years ago. Five, Nearly 500 years ago. Yeah. How did the Minna get across both Ashkenazim and Sephardim and across the whole world? So I'll tell you the, the way to do it. How did it get to Germany? Uh, oh, so I won't tell you. So the Etzim is first, the Rizal um, was actually half Sephardim. And the Sephardim were much more makabal, the Minhagim of the Rizal than, than Ashkenazim were. So for sure it spread to the Sephardim first. Then the Hasidim, who basically built everything they did on the Minhagim of the Rizal, mm-hmm. picked it up as well. Now the idea of of being makabel Shabbos as a, like a, as a something extra, well, I mean, it's, it, it does fit with the halacha. A person is meant to do something to makabel Shabbos. Well, so, that in the time of Shulchan Aruch already said Mizmor Shir. Shulchan Aruch was that reason. That was the same time. Oh, that was the reason. Yeah, because in, in the rest of the Shulchan Aruch, Beit says now we started saying Mizmor Shir, so then we took in Shabbos with Mizmor Shir. Hundred yeah, percent. They lived together in the at the same time. Bezeirah was much older than him, but they, they were living together in Tzvaz, and uh, so it spread to other parts of Israel too. The place which held out the longest was Germany, because this wasn't the Masara. We can't add things like that. No, to hear it before, Marev and Shabbos, no one ever heard of that before. But eventually, it even made its way to Germany, but with the fact that because this was not the Masara, so they, would, they wouldn't let the Chazan stand by the Amun. And that's where the minute came to stand by the Bible for the Shabbos. It's the German minute because to show that this is uh, this is not a misery. This is an extra thing. We're not we're not doing it. Because... In Kashidim, do they do that also? Kashidim. Yes, for yes. Some do, some don't. Okay, so that, that was the idea. Now, like I said, the result of the Ikhmiya was to go to the field, and it's all the whole thing is built in Kabbalah. It's six Mizmarim and then Mizmashir, that's the Anavukayach, which is the six lands and then the Barak Shem. The whole thing is built on Bimakabal the Yemashvi, the seventh day. Both on uh, the result of the standard Kabbalah. They bring us the remedy to that. But his rule was something else. It was Yimakabal Shabbos in the Sadeh. There were shuls that were. Now, the Nechadoidi was actually written by one of the Rizal Tamidim. Rabshem Alkabat was part of the Rizal's Kabura. And when when they made the, the ceremony of Yimakabal Shabbos, so he wrote the Nechadoidi, the Chafoid, the occasion, which became part of, integral part of Kabbalah Shabbos too. Um, now, there were shuls that when they got to Chadoni, they used to go outside the shul to the to Makabal Shabbos outside. It wasn't exactly the Rizal wanted of going out of the city, but he used to go outside the shul to Makabal the Shabbos. Uh, that became too difficult for people. So the meaning just became to turn around to face the sunset. And instead of going outside to view it, so they used to be turning around because the shuls were facing east, most of them, and uh, the sun was setting in the west, so you turn around, Peter to Makabal Shabbos, where you see the Shabbos, the sun setting, which is when Shabbos comes in, and that's where the minute came in Kaisrael, they turned around for Fayyi Kala, because that was meant to be the Erech just before Shkia, once again, it was meant to say Mizmashir, when you Makabal Shabbos before Shkia, so we see the sun about to set, and say Fayyi Kala, that was the same thing as going out to be Makabal the Shabbos. Um, that was the that was the, the, just the adaptation, should we say, of the original minat. Now, there were those shuls that the entrance of the shul wasn't necessarily on the west. I mean, not every shul faces east, or east either. It depends which way a person is to Israel. 
And then there became another point, and that is that the idea wasn't necessarily to face the sun, which is setting, it was to face the entrance to the shul. And the reason for that would be that if you want to invite a guest in, it's like either come through the door. And because of that, they would face the doorway to say, Boy, you're inviting Shabbos inside. So, in cases where the door faces the sunset, that's the best, because you may find both ways. In the case where the door doesn't face the same direction as the sunset, so there's enough like as which way you want to face. Is the idea to face west after, or is the idea specifically to face the door? And if that would be the case, so if you have a shul with the doors in the front of the shul, for whatever reason, you wouldn't go anywhere. You'd face forward, because if you went to facing the door, you'd face where the doorway is. So that's time you need to turn around. Um, okay, so that, that was the minag of how to develop the Kabbalah Shabbos. And like we saw that the etzem is meant to be done before Shabbos comes in. That's why we become with the Sefer Shabbos. If a person's in a minion and there are lots of those, which are running late, and you may have one time starts Kabbalah Shabbos, it's already going to be after Shkir. So the person is a chiyot, to Makabal Shabbos on their own. The, the, the way it was done before, Kabbalah Shabbos became part of the liturgy. And it's just already Makabal Shabbos. I mean, Makabal Shabbos, before Shabbos comes in, it could even be a mitzvah the raisa. According to one shidduch, from a pasuk of Mitzvah Shlachayish Meir Vadera, that is according to Bishmal, it's a mitzvah could be the raisa of the Sefer Shabbos, and the person has to Makabal Shabbos um, before Shabbos comes in. So you do it before Shkia? Before Shkia. Right. We don't do that. We don't, we don't make it. We don't get to Mr. Shiv but we always talk about the Shabbos If a person wants to call the Shabbos, they talk about the Shabbos, that's good enough. If it's not, the person should say, we're going to call the Shabbos. And our door, you know, we don't face either west or the door, right? In our Shabbos, we face the sunset, sure. The sunset is that way? Yeah, that's yeah, east, east, that's west. Yeah, but we're facing the Harbaish. This way? Yeah. We're facing the Harabais. We're facing east. Yeah. Um, somebody's on the, on the, <coughs> to the south of the Harabais would face north. Right. And their door would be. So then, the then, then you'd have the argument of is it better to face the doorway or is it better to face west, which is two different days of that. Maybe but, that's why we go like this and take this to be shits all the directions. <laughs> Just because. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's also, also like, different. Luis is the bow once to the back and then turn around. And bow to the Kodesh or whatever. I don't know what he used to do it. When he had the bow twice to the, in the back, yeah. to the left and then to the right, right side. Right. Right. And the right side of the Kisir Kabbalah. The left side. I do that now to the back and then turn around. And, 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 and she's my, my, my wife does that also. She's going to make the Midorah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, Besides, for the midst of Adlaka's narrative, which we spoke about earlier, as Hashem discussed, there's the Indian of even in the Shul to light extra candles for Shabbos. Now, what, 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 what was the reason for? The reason was simple. They uh, that that was the light. And if people knew the, the regular Shmonashri of Alpeh, they might have known the Shabbos Shmonashri of Alpeh. If you want people to be able to read from the Machzarium, you have to have, or Sidurium, you have to provide more light that they can see. So part of the reason of providing that was specifically for people to be able to read the city. Oh, and the second Indian besides that was covered as well. And that's what the person talked about was not to charge, not to, like, to, to use to make it more light. Besides that, the Indian was covered too, that there's like more lights specifically for Shabbos. And we said, just like in a person's house, there's an Indian of covered Shabbos and lights, it's in every place. And if people are going to be in the show, there's an Indian of more lights for Shabbos too. Now, how much does that get today? So there are places that have a special candelabra for Shabbos, or like added lights. Well, it's iconic for the shul because everyone goes home and you shouldn't have... The candles. Yeah. The candles will go out. 
the onion, the onions are coming to the kippah because the kippah they had to keep the candles burning from the inner because else people would be able to read. It's not so fun to leave the shul and have candles burning. When we're talking then. So they used to have candles which last as long as that. They don't need to keep out the whole night, right? The, like I said, the only chashash was in kippah because in kippah they needed the candles from the inner. You can't light them. So they had to have long, long candles to keep going until the inner. And that's why they used to stay in the shul all night in kippahs. Unfortunately, the mishabur, the it wasn't just the Minas Chassidus to stay in Shul night. They needed people to watch the candles. That was a real sakana. And then there's a, there's a lot of discussion there. When you can call the guy to put out the candles, to out the candles, whatever it was. Because in Kippur was a big problem. So, but the, the candles that they lit extra, they didn't have to keep going the whole Shabbos. The candles that extra was for when the people were in Shul. So, they could, so that's good So that's the, the candles, like Shabbos candles. But the, 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 there was an Indian in extra lights for Shabbos. It's like more of a covered Shabbos. Because there's more different types, and it's all to do that. There's special, like nights for things or extra. There's no hither to do like candles. That candles. Sorry. For Shabbos, no. Um, uh, specifically because it also is. Candles uh, always have the chashash of Hiddle Shabbos. Because it opens its closet, it blows them, whatever it is. So we keep the minag in the houses because that was minag Israel. It's a lot of it. To light candles, time is always a chashash. The kitchen doesn't count as the shul. Because we put on all the lights are on in the kitchen. Right. Not during the week. No, but it's uh. But is that is that good enough for the? Fair enough. That's in the place where they were done. So the problem solved. Oh, he says no. It's not. No, no, no. We need a place where you dive. Oh, you dive. Yeah. I don't know. Is everybody? I don't know. Is everybody? So, else, else having that, the people can yeah. see what they're doing in the kitchen, yes. But else, even of the Urim of Kabbalah Hashem or the best measures in Shabbos, that needs some lights in the best measures. But is, is it relevant today when effectively the, the, the base measures, the shows are lit up so well? Right, that's what I said. The Ikad is not relevant because you have enough light. The does, else, Kabbalah Shabbos add more. That's what we to think, but it's not in Machaya because we can see without that too. Right, the others are similar, and the Yeshiva is another. It's the mirrors, the mirror, Kotar, and Chevron. They have no extra light from the Shabbos. They have enough light. They have no extra light. The lights go off and 